Hi everyone, this is the first ever Rectech podcast. I'm Paski. I'm Flocky Noendrai. And our first guest is... Your imaginary friend. Today we have your imaginary friend, who is one of our most active users, who's been with us for the longest time and who's very active, and a dear friend of ours. Hi. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you, Pasqui. <laughs> Thank you, your imaginary friend. I did notice, though, your voice got a lot louder once you started talking, and we were just checking the recording sound, and <laughs> uh, and then it, and then it was right, and I, maybe, maybe it's not right yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to work on a radio voice, but I don't think I've got it figured out yet. Okay. Well, practice yeah. makes perfect. Yeah, so actually, yeah. that's one of my first questions. Um, we hosted an event recently called uh, Sexy Voices Comedy, have I'm you experienced uh, a sexy voice in your life before? Oh my gosh. Zelulu. <laughs> Zelulu. Very sexy voice. Very much reminded me of... Uh, what's the film? Her? Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, wow. Yeah, very, very big voice crush. Plus the accent. Yeah. Voice crush for sure. Other than that... Um, so have you ever had a crush on someone simply by hearing him? No, but I have absolutely had no interest in someone before that I knew liked me. And then he called me. I hadn't talked to him. We went to school together. It was in a different grade. Anyways, and then he called me and he had such a nice voice. Oh, my God. Changed everything. Did you do an impression of him? No, it was just like, I have a deep voice. He <laughs> 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 had like a nice deep, totally didn't fit how he looked. He was like a really, really skinny scrawny little guy but his voice was like really just cool and I, I don't know I can't wow and the voice it. alone made him really attractive right well yeah on the phone I mean it did change something definitely about how I saw him right but yeah in real, okay so when you saw him in real life well I never I mean I don't know it didn't, the story didn't really like go on in that direction but I don't have much of a strong opinion about it okay yeah <laughs> uh, well, so, uh, your imaginary friend, tell us more about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up, and how did you grow up? Oh my gosh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> deep dive. Deep dive. I have to go into this. Okay, well, how much time do we have for this question? Well... As much as you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was born in a counterculture commune in southern Oregon. Wow. Someone might call it a hippie commune, but that's not the correct term, counterculture commune. Uh, I didn't grow up there. Um, my parents split up when I was three, and then I moved to like a small, very hippie-esque town nearby. Um, and then I lived in southern Oregon until I was 13. Uh, summers I would spend in Germany, sometimes in Hawaii, because my dad moved to Hawaii. Um, and then I moved to Berlin when I was 13. And I went to an international school here and absolutely hated it. I mean, it wasn't like the worst, but it was, yeah, school was not my, I should have gone to a Waldorf school. That would have been perfect for me. It was way too creative for like this very, uh, yeah uncreative space. I imagine basically coming from a hippie community in Oregon, actually then moving to Germany to an uh, international school <laughs> must have yeah. been different, no? No, but it was like, 
And okay, for example, my school in the States, I had a super cool teacher who literally made it the most uncool thing to make fun of people. So it's just in our mentality, it was like, it, it, what you say about other people says more about you than it does about them. And that was just something they taught us. And so it was not cool to make fun of people. And then I came here and it was like, I guess your classic kind of high school where there's like the one kid that everyone makes fun of and just people are assholes. And I was just like, what is wrong with you guys? You're just behaving like little kids. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, some, gr well, I don't even think it's a school thing. There's just some people, they're grown-ups and they're still just, you know, immature in that way. And other people, they're kids and they're cool. So it's more a person thing than an age thing. Right. So you never bullied anyone? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I had a phase. <laughs> You quickly, quickly got up to that. <laughs> I had a phase in uh, third grade. I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I like to make fun of people. I had like my little group that like walked behind me and then I'd go and like make fun of people. That was not good. But um, Wait a second. You, the, so third grade, you were still in the U.S. in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah, I know. I was saying before I left, I wasn't saying like <laughs> since. You do have to have that phase at some point. Right. Cool teachers came a bit later. Just post 13, you shouldn't, you shouldn't bully anyone. But pre 13, it's fine. No, no, you also shouldn't pre. But I think you like realize because at that point, and then I went to a therapist, and then I kind of realized like why, where that was coming from, and it's just like you know, people like kids that bully other kids. There's a reason behind it. Right. So, you know. Anyways, I, I, I did that for third grade and fourth grade. It was kind of not not my thing anymore. And I didn't only bully kids. I also bullied one of my teachers. Yes. Um, I don't, can you even say this in 2019? Okay, I'll say it, but it's a long time ago. So his name was Mr. Leger, and I'd always call him Mr. Legay. <laughs> and then one time, me and another kid, I don't know how we got this. We found, like, naked pictures of guys, and then we put them all over his... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go down this road. Wow. <laughs> That's so different. Like, because now you stand up to people and stand up for causes. Why so are we talking about this? <laughs> 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 Took a very wrong wrong turn. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Is this the turn we wanted to take? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> how, how do you think it uh, has shaped your personality to grow up in the US and then move here? Oh, and it grow made up me such a cool person. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and modest. No. Um, oh, you didn't laugh at that? I thought that was. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, Oakland is Oregon. Isn't it kind of similar to Berlin in terms of counterculture? I grew up in a small, small town in Oregon, not in Portland. It's called Ashland, and it's famous famous for its Shakespeare festival. Shakespeare Festival. They actually played uh, played theater. No, but they had like before the like the the big like theater play every. I think during the summer, like every evening at six o'clock, there's like a little show in front of the Shakespeare Theater that everyone could go to right by the Is park. Is it in an American really accent nice. or British? What accent? The Shakespeare. Oh, the Shakespeare. Oh, <laughs> 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 Romeo and Juliet is an American accent. No, I honestly I don't remember. It would be weird, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess it, would it would be super weird if it was an American... <laughs> Have you ever seen Shakespeare with an American accent? Uh, no, that's why I'm asking. It would be kind of fun. But actually, that would be a cool cool challenge, yeah, though. Yeah, a good <laughs> twist. You yeah. do the different accents. Shakespeare goes Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would see that. I would, I would watch that. Yeah. 
So you, you definitely kept your American accent. You never switched to the German accent. What you talk American accent? <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that was Russian. <laughs> that was Russian. <laughs> but I can talk in different accents. Yeah, we figured it out already. <laughs> Not really a problem, dear. When did you actually move to Berlin then, for sure? Um, you stayed after high school? I moved to Berlin when I was 13 years old, and I never moved away. You never moved away. I know, and it's just, I, that's the one thing that's really on my bucket list. I never did an exchange student year. I mean, I moved to a different place, but it wasn't like, I always wanted to do that. Now I always wanted to go live somewhere else just for like a certain amount of time. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, so I'm still going to do that at in some the, point. In, very much in the process of doing so. Still okay. in the process. <laughs> where, where would you go? Oh, like everywhere. Okay, I would love to live, like for half a year, I want to live in Barcelona, in New York for maybe even a year. Um, I'd like to live in Italy, like, like southern Italy. Even though I've never been there, I'd like to live there for a bit. So the south of France, the Netherlands, maybe Copenhagen. I've also never been there. But, um, yeah, I'd like to live in Bangkok. For, well, actually, no, it smells so bad. But, <laughs> yeah, different, like, Asian cities and places and countryside, just everything. So you just move around every five years and then we'll see you in 20 years again, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Are you guys still nervous? I'm just checking in. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's definitely getting better. Really? Is it? Is it because? Why are you nervous though? I guess just the mic. Yeah, it's just a weird set. No. So if we recorded this on a iPhone, you think it would? Uh, or on a phone? We're probably not supposed to name companies. Oh, well, we're very much in, we're in favor for product placement of any kind. If you hear this, dear so, Apple. <laughs> But um, so if we were, are you gonna say if we were recording this with a phone, you wouldn't be? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not too nervous, but I saw some beer in the fridge over there. We're in a very, very tiny yellow space with a beautiful girl. I think that would make me nervous. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we've yeah. been in a pretty <laughs> tiny space with a lot of yellow before. <laughs> oh yes, I remember. <laughs> well, nobody at our, at our photo shoot. Oh, oh okay, uh, the photo shoot. <laughs> but that room was much bigger. Yeah, but Your that was like five guys and 40 degrees. All right. So. <laughs> Just to clarify, basic, maybe for the audience. Uh, so uh, your imaginary friend was kind enough to take our company photos, which uh, will be live on our website for you to check out. And she's uh, you wouldn't find her because you only have a, a nickname, but contact us on Rectic, we, we introduce <laughs> yeah. you. By the way, was that what? awkward for you? Because uh, we were five guys. No, I was just at some point, I was like, man, my apartment has never smelled like this before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how did you get into photography? Um, well, when I was five years old, someone gave me a camera. No, I'm kidding. That's not my story. Um, so how did I get into it? Well, when I finished school, at some point, I was like, okay, I want to study something. Then I thought, oh, I'll study photography. Um, and then... That was your first intuition to say, well, let's do photography. No, actually, I always wanted to be an actress, but somehow I didn't really take that into account. Anyways, um, and also I knew of this school where you could study photography here in Berlin. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to study photography and apply for that. So I got out with my little diggy cam that I had, like, I'm going to put together my portfolio for this. 
I came home and I was like, I am not talented. I didn't take any good pictures. I don't like standing behind the camera. I'd much rather be photographed than photographed. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> just got super frustrated. It sounds like a beautiful start of a long photograph career. <laughs> so I kind of didn't do that. Um, and then, then I ended up studying fashion design. But then I was at the same school where you could also study photography. And then I was together with a photographer. And I sometimes I would assist him or I'd also like or he'd help me out with my like photo stuff and so I'd kind of see how he does his stuff. And sometimes I also actually knew um, how to like set the light because I used to model before and then just from like seeing how other photographers set it, I kind of had an understanding for that. Sometimes I also did like I did makeup for one of our shoots too. And right, so that. And then when I finished fashion design, I was uh, working as a creative director for a company, a fashion company. And at some point I started editing their photos. And then at some point I started taking the photos for the company. And then... That's a wonderful career, actually. You start as a creative director and you go down to be a photographer at the end. <laughs> go down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you actually go to the front line. Let's put it better there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I quit that job, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Uh, people need photos, I'm going to be a photographer. I know how to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, like literally every friend I have who is a photographer was like, oh my God, don't do that. Don't be a photographer. It's the worst thing you can do in Berlin. Like, why, why is that? Oh, because there's like every second person's a photographer. I don't. I, the thing is, everyone says don't do go into photography. I think it's every photographer, of course, says that because then it's another person who, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't really see it that way. I think it's like in any job, especially any creative job. There's always a lot of people doing it, and um, you gotta do what you feel like doing. And if and if you're good at it, then people will want to work with you. And if you're not good at it, then yeah, that, that might. Especially with art, it seems uh, even though there are so many people, your your art is always different because you are unique, right? Every person is unique, so your art is going to well, be I unique mean, yeah, as well. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I think that's a little bit like telling children, like, oh my God, your picture is so great. It's like some kids actually do make really cool pictures. <laughs> some, don't. some it's just because you love them so much, it looks really nice. So I don't know. I think, of course, it's a matter of taste uh, in your aesthetic and what you consider art or also in photography I mean there's a lot of stuff where I'm like I don't want to be photographed by that person but then there's also people that are amazing so I don't know uh, I'm kind of going off track here but yeah can we talk about your uh, focus in photography yeah so what I think is super interesting about your photography um, all of them but particularly the uh, specifically naked people Of course you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's art. It's not just... It's not pornography, obviously. It's, it's art. And you do it so well. Uh, and, yeah, my question is, how is that? And how do you ask people to... Yeah, how's that process like? Because I can imagine it can be very awkward very easily, but you steer clear from that. Do you have any certain photos in mind? Because then I could talk about that specific... There's one photo where there are two women facing uh, away from the camera. Okay, that one. That's actually a self-portrait with somebody else. Um, and the it's a whole series. I was really thankful, actually, that she did it with me because I hadn't, like... 
I had this like feeling in me of something I wanted to say with it and what it was going to be about, but I hadn't like put it into words. She's actually someone she had, I lived in this shared flat and my flatmate was Airbnb in her room. And then the woman who's the one in the photographs, she was our Airbnb guest. And then one morning I just saw her and I was like, oh, you look really pretty. Can I take a picture? And I took a picture of her and she just loved that picture. And then uh, she, I was like, well, if you're ever in Berlin again, maybe we can do some like photos another time. And then she wrote me when she was coming to Berlin. And then I was like, oh, okay, I, like, I have this idea. This is about, about what I want to do. But I also feel like afterwards, I'm, like, there's going to be more about the concept in it. And then she was like, yeah, I'm totally up for it. And then she just came over, we both took off our clothes, and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And here, let's use the, the, these like apples to do this and stuff. So, so wait, you take, took off your clothes? As also, wait, So yeah. that's it, you in the picture. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, and I think that that's, for me, I think that plays a big role. So, because uh, I also do self-portraits, nude, I have some nude self-portraits, and... I think if you if someone's going to photograph you and you see that they show themselves as well, um, I feel like there's a different level of trust. And also in any photo, you know, I would never show a photo of someone where I would think like I wouldn't want myself to be like shown that way. And I think that maybe that's a little that plays in that you see, OK, this is someone who also thinks about it for themselves. And, you know, the more the more work you do, the more people like trust you too because they see the stories that this person is trying to tell this is what it's about it's not just about showing skin there's actually some some like philosophy behind it so uh yeah i think that's an essential part it takes a voyeurism away and it makes it a two-way street so. yeah and i also like i don't know sometimes things like come out of a situation i think Like, I'm usually wearing something when I photograph other people, but I do think, like, most of these shoots have actually happened, like, in summer, strangely. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Anyways, and I was usually also not very, wearing very much myself, so I kind of think that's an important factor, because if someone's photographing you and they're just, like, gone, closed up, then it's kind of not totally equal. Um, but I really think it depends just on who the, the person is and... So let me talk a little bit. What is the concept behind those photos? Because you talked about the photos. Those, oh, those ones. Um, so this is a series of uh, two women, and I haven't shown you guys all the photos because I don't know if I want to show them all to you. <laughs> um, no, but it's a series of two women, and it's kind of it's about a friendship, like the bond between two women, how they meet, and there's like things that just connect them, and then, you know, when you're like really good friends with someone, and then this type of synchronicity develops and you just start you see each other and then all of a sudden you're wearing the same clothes or you say the same words at the same time uh, and then so there's a lot of pictures where like we're doing like the same like synchron um, <laughs> I think you all know what we mean <laughs> um, and <clears throat> yeah and then and then it's like there's pictures where we're like going apart and then there's one last picture um, of one of the women just like alone in a kind of like a fetus position and it's called better together and it was inspired by like a, a friendship I had that fell apart and then um, yeah and so so that was kind of the story behind it yeah and that friendship you would also hang out later, 
no, I think that's also irrelevant. No. Uh, I, <laughs> that's quite, quite irrelevant. Well, actually, uh, your imaginary friend has uh, another a podcast in mind uh, that she wants to host, and uh, <laughs> it's called. Uh, well, can you explain well, okay, the concept? Okay, no. The story behind it was I had this. I had an idea for a podcast, but now I think I'm not going to actually do it. But I think it would be cool if somebody else did it. Maybe you guys want to try this one out. Maybe. I mean, well, tell us the concept first. And I'm also going to give away the name because I always think, you know, a good idea is there to be executed, not there to, like, keep to yourself. So I was going to call it Boiled Water, the Naked Podcast because... Boiled Water? Wait. Yeah. No, not Boiled Water. Sorry. Fried Water. Fried oh, Water. Right. There's no such thing as Fried Water. The Naked Podcast because it's the podcast where you take off your clothes while you do the podcast. And <laughs> it's a podcast, so whoever's listening doesn't... So, so wait, do you get... You start the, like, stripping down during the podcast? You know, or well, right now we're kind of hypothetically speaking because I haven't actually done this. It's just an idea that I told tons of people about and they were like, oh, it's amazing. So cool. And I just realized this has been like four weeks ago now and I haven't done it yet. And I'm probably not going to do it because I have other things I just, I obviously want to do more. All right, that's a pity, though. It's, I think it's a fun well, idea. It would <laughs> certainly either take the edge off or make it much, much harder. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I imagine we currently sitting in a public space, yeah. <laughs> how they actually would react to it. That would be actually even worth it. That would be, I mean, w w do you think that would change this podcast if we were all naked right now? Possibly. Let's pre-record it again. <laughs> well, we could take our shirts off. That could be like a middle thing. I'm wearing a bra. But I don't, no, you guys might get more nervous. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, there's a window in the room, so people could see us and they would be well, thinking. Well, I literally have naked photos on the internet of myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, so how would you, how would you have done it? Like, how would you make your guests feel comfortable? to strip right well I wouldn't I would only I mean the f I came up with this idea with a well like a woman I met through through actually sustainable fashion scene and we were actually having more of like a networking meetup and then I we came up with this idea and then I was like yeah would you want to be like my first guest she's like yeah totally and so I think it's kind of the way I would have gone about it is like people I find interesting doing some something I'm I'm curious about uh, like as a project or business-wise or whatever um, and then just ask them if, if they want to do the podcast and obviously tell them before we do the podcast right that would be awkward <laughs> wow if you just one person just starts <laughs> undressing during the podcast that would be weird but I guess that's the most sustainable fashion isn't it being naked yeah it's not really realistic I don't think you can consider it sustainable fashion if there's literally no fashion item and <laughs> there has to be clothing <laughs> otherwise it's just sustainable but yeah i mean that's a pity that you're not going to do that podcast because maybe I think it's a fun maybe idea. if you're listening to this podcast right now make that take that idea <laughs> and if if you decide to to use that idea and make it your own podcast please leave a comment in the comment section so we can check it out and promote it Oh, absolutely. I will promote this. Yeah, we can do a crossover, like a ragtag podcast meets Fried Water, the Naked podcast. So everybody strips down, <laughs> a bunch of people in the room. I find it a brilliant idea. I have a question. What's the concept of the ragtag podcast? That's a very good idea because actually we don't have a concept yet. So we sort of went with the flow and saw where it ended up. But yeah. yeah. 
that's actually a good point. Maybe we could define a concept while doing a podcast, which would be kind of fun. Who would you like to have uh, next on, on the platform from the team? Or which user, actually? Which user? Well, I mean, I feel like Dragos, he's pretty funny. And Bobble. But Bobble's in New York right now. But I, I, I do like Bobble. I would like to hear a Bobble podcast. Bobble concert sounds actually quite fun. Maybe you could hook her up from New York. Let's have a look. Yeah, but it's, I think it's funner like in person. Because you guys are also these like people. <laughs> <laughs> Weird people in a room. <laughs> do you guys know her actually? Bobble? I think we haven't met. I only, I've only, well, actually, I've been, we've been to a Brexit end of the year party. Yeah. Bobble through the party bubble through the party but I actually haven't talked to her back then yeah I remember a ragtag she made once which I thought was hilarious <laughs> there she was on by Admiralsbrücke and she was like yeah you guys come here we're the ones in the yellow t-shirt and then I asked her the next day I was like oh, I didn't come but that was like cool because then you know who it is she was like yeah that wasn't me that was someone else wearing the yellow t-shirt that we didn't know but we thought it'd be hilarious if someone went up to them and I was like oh that's pretty funny and also Sheree also told us pre pre-podcast that we shouldn't talk much <laughs> yeah I I didn't want us to have nothing to talk about once we start recording so I thought let's not talk has to that ever other. been the case though well I'm sure it's been the case at some point literally never heard you shut up <laughs> <laughs> so how do you who did you meet first in our team at first I met I met well hung at first and I did not know that he was one of the Regtag founders because he is not very good at promoting it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he came out with your guys' first flyers or stickers or something and I saw them and I was like, oh my gosh, these look so cool. This is a social media app. Cool. I want to try this out. And then I think I'd also met Tivor or Tvor, T-V-O-R, however you want to pronounce it. I say Tivor. Um, and he had come to some birthday, and then he was telling everyone about it, but it was also not launched yet. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. One of our early first adopters, yeah. actually. And I was like, oh, my God, so cool. I can be anonymous on social media and another social media. I love social media. <laughs> Where does the name come from? Your imaginary friend? That used to be, that was my first Instagram name. And it, well, I think it was also my MySpace name for a while. No, on MySpace, I was Cherry Cherry Lady. I wasn't only Instagram where I was your imaginary friend. I was somewhere else also your imaginary... I'm not your imaginary friend anymore on Instagram. Quite less imaginary. Um, um, here's a question. Who's one person you'd like to get drunk with? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? Um, why get drunk with? I feel like that would definitely be a person where you feel like they're very secretive about stuff. So then, like, finally you get to get some information that you wouldn't necessarily have access to otherwise. The Pope. <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not so keen. Um, Which information would you, you know, like to have? Or actually, not information. That's just, like, I don't care if I would get drunk with them or what, but just a person that I would just like to hang out with is Uma Thurman. Just because just, I just love her. Well, I don't know if I actually love her because I haven't met her. Oh, no, Madonna. Never mind, Madonna. But I don't want to get drunk with her. I just want to, like, hang out with her and just be her friend. Okay, why do you think she's so cool? Uh, like, Madonna in the 80s, just how she reinvented herself with every album and how she just owned the world. And then I saw some interviews with her, and she's just such an authentic, kick-ass woman. I love it. How, how old is she now? 
I don't know, like 65? 60? Really? Oh my god. Wow, that's the Fiji water, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Probably Keeping the Fiji water. <laughs> not, not only that. Not a product <laughs> basement then. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And she's still... Wow, she's, she looks amazing and she... Didn't she? Well, I mean, looks. Hello, it's Hollywood. Wait, didn't she release an album just recently? Yeah, I don't really like her new music. <laughs> Only the 80s? Yeah, or like 80s, 90s. Yeah. I don't really like the new stuff, but I still think she's an, an amazing woman. Think about how, like, to be famous for that amount of time and just, like, she's like cool famous. Like, she's famous for actually doing cool stuff. So. All right. I think we have little past over time already. Um, you, the moderator. But no, we don't want to end it on that last note. No, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, uh, well, I know you already, so I think I know the answer. But uh, what's one thing you would change about in the world? If you could change one thing, what would that be? I would want people to ask before they assume. Like your teacher who... <laughs> and you just... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that, that's a long time ago. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that would be a... Well, I think a lot of the problems in the world are based on assumptions from other people or from certain things and n lack of healthy communication and, you know, whether that's based on, on religion or nationality or um, ethnicity or anything, um, people will just have their prejudice and not actually find out what's behind it. So I think... Uh, that would solve so many problems in the world. Right. So people just don't assume, just ask. Just ask before you, or not before you assume, just like, you know, communicate with each other and try to, like, assume less. I mean, it's natural to have a prejudice because that's just, you know, you meet five people called David and they're all musicians. You meet another David, you'll probably think it's a musical person, you know? But then still be aware, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that, it's just the name, but, um, and I just think that, yeah, there's so many problems there because people feel so distant to people, so they feel so unconnected and then it's not, not responsible or stuff, and if we would just feel more connected or maybe have more empathy for things that we also don't see, then that would just be great. Talking of names, have you ever, like, I thought about this sometimes, uh, like, none of us have kids, I think. <laughs> uh, but did you ever think about what you would name your kids? And actually, which name you would never give your kid? Oh, actually, it's funny. The first six uh, boys in my life that I had a crush on were all named David. <laughs> so for a long time, when I met someone named David, I was like, ooh, I know what this is going <laughs> to turn into. Um, but that did stop. Were they all musicians? No, not musicians at all, no. Um, too young to be a musician. Like five was the first David I met. Oh, an aspiring musician then. No, children names. First of all, if I had one, I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't want anyone to steal it. And uh, I would definitely want them to have a uh, a unique name with a nice meaning. Wait, wait the kid of Kanye West, Northwest. <laughs> yeah, Northwest. Yeah, like very random names. I don't know. Like, I mean, my, my real name, which we're not doing here because I'm your imaginary friend here. Like, I think I have a great name. I have so much uh, advantages just because of my name, literally. Basically, almost a stage. <laughs> so I would, I would want that for... Is it a common name? No, right? No, in Germany, you're not even allowed to name your child that. Like, really? In Germany, there's all these names you can't name your child. In America, you can call your kid Coca-Cola if you want. 
but in Germany, you're not allowed to call your child Fanta. Oh, really? Did you know Fanta is German? Apparently, it's fantastisches Getränk. Schleichwerbung. You're very much the product placement today. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so your name would be illegal here. No, it's not illegal because I, I exist and that's my name. <laughs> cool, that was... That was our first uh, podcast, first episode. That was awesome. Thanks, your imaginary friend. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thanks for all the suggestions. We're going to, uh, and we'd love to have you again sometime because you have so much to tell us. All your opinions and all your stories, we'd love to hear them on the podcast some other time. And so, yeah, this was our first ever Rectag podcast. Um, the first episode with, was with your imaginary friend, who was awesome. Hear you on Rectag, I would say. Yeah, hear you on Rectag. All right, hear you next time. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.